0: You thought, you thought, check, check, check. Yo, thought, you thought, trust that, got your back like a chiropractor. You are tuned into the What's the Matter With Me podcast. That's what this is. Thank you for tuning into the What's the Matter With Me podcast. I'm John. I'm 43 years old. Ugh. Forty-three years old. Ugh. Husband. Nah. Father. Nah. Small business owner, radio DJ, podcaster, and I have multiple sclerosis. So I made this podcast to share what I'm going through. And this is it. I'm not a doctor. I don't take this for medical advice. If you need medical advice, ask your health care provider this should not be that case in point case in point last episode off painkillers i was like i'm finally off of painkillers for seven years i've been on painkillers and now i'm not on them one problem though, I I wasn't on painkillers, I'm on anticonvulsants, so I'm not a doctor, don't listen to me, I don't know the difference between painkillers and anticonvulsants, but we'll talk about that in a minute. First, geographical shout out. You know, sometimes I'm looking at where this goes. It goes all over the world. It goes to different countries. Something closer to home. I mean, I can't really conceive of that, but I can conceive of the 50 states because I've been to lots of them. Here in the good old U.S. of A., there's 50 states, and in the last 28 days, People listen to the What's the Matter With Me podcast in 32 states. And I wanted to give a special shout out to Rhode Island. Rhode Island came up on the radar. So, and that made me wonder. I wonder how many states I'm in. It. It's 32 of them. And that's more than half, you know. You know, using math told me that. Using my math mind. Geographical shout outs. Let me let me give um, the top state is California, followed by Rhode Island. And then there's a three way tie for third between Oregon, Illinois and Minnesota. So I'm getting there. So this all led to an idea. We'll get into that in a minute. Hold on, though. Shout-outs to the people who donated to the school fundraiser. My kids had a school fundraiser, and last week I gave out the address, and believe it or not, the fundraiser is over now, so there'll be no more fundraising. But listeners to the What's the Matter With Me podcast donated. To my kids school fundraiser. And that is cool. So shout out to the people who donated the fundraiser. The fundraiser. <laughs> yes, <feel> the, rage. <laughs> the fundraiser. <laughs> the fundraiser goes on and you can burn in hell. Fundraiser. Thank you for supporting the fundraiser. My kids did their part to help pay for unfunded programs at the school. I wanna get them out doing door to door maybe next year we'll get them because virtual fundraising is was really um experimental thought experiment, but I like I like pounding the pavement and door knocking. The school put it on the parents to create profiles for their kids so I did it and instead of creating two profiles for each one of my kids I created a combination being an experimental genderless combination being their name my kids are named John and Konami so I I made this genderless combo being John and Konami just one word and I spelled Konami with two eyes at the end because there's two of them and they each have two eyes John and Konami the genderless combination being it's unclear if that affected donations one way or the other shout out to the people who donated to the school fundraiser oh! the fundraiser. Oh! Give up hell. <laughs> fundraiser. Burn our society down with fundraising. I created a genderless combination being shout shoutouts. Email me john at hopinworld.com and tell me what you're thinking. Everything you're thinking. Don't leave anything out and I'll give you a shout-out. Midwestern Concepts. So, Mark Fisher has a new book out. Ted Purvis turned me on to Mark Fisher. He's a part of a group in Chicago called Temporary Services. And I used to be in an art collective called It Can Change. And so we cross paths. And you know, we're in the same exhibitions in a couple spots. I saw them in Europe, you know? And I was like, they're those people from Chicago. Mark Fisher. And he's still at it. They publish he's a he's a publisher, a book publisher. He self-publishes like little booklets and they're kind of like zines. And he comes from a kind of punk. Chicago punk Midwestern background and they so his new book that he came out with is called Protest Grim Reapers his um, publishing part is called halfletterpress.com and you I'm sure you can find it on there yeah if you go to halfletterpress.com right in the front new publications Protest Grim Reapers by the public collectors. Public Collectors Publication 75 is another dive into the world of discarded and resold press photo archives. Protest Grim Reapers reproduces details from 27 press photos spanning from the late 1960s to the early 1990s, where available the stories behind each photo are included. From the back cover, the Grim Reaper is an enduring figure at demonstrations. The Reaper, or sometimes simply an angel of death, appears at protests for any cause where the gravity of a death figure feels appropriate. The reaper traditionally carries a scythe and wears a black hood and a skull mask or skull face paint. But sometimes the scythe is replaced with a different symbolic object. For the past four years, I have been collecting press photos of Grim Reapers at protests against hunger, radioactive waste, animal abuse, death penalty, Vietnam War, the closing of a Chrysler plant, demands for clean air and water. Anyway, you get the idea. It's a 60-page, it's a by 7 inch perfect bound book called protest grim reapers is a picture of a grim reaper at a protest on the cover it's 10 bucks Halfletterpress.com. protest grim reapers i'm kind of into that i have some mark fisher stuff in my drawer here so mark fisher chicago guy temporary services a chicago art group Check it out, halfletterpress.com. But that leads me into another Chicago Midwestern concept. Midwestern (laughs) concepts. That I have. Midwestern concepts. Maybe that's a good title for this episode. So check out those protest grim reapers. Here's another Midwestern concept. The What's the Matter With Me podcast Listener Convention in Chicago. Oh, wow. A conference. We could rent a hotel ballroom. Everyone gets a booth. I could meet everyone. get our guided meditation, accessible yoga. What's the matter with me live? Door prizes. Experimental trash punk bands, Cash, uh, Gifts. Uh, Maybe Mark Fisher will show up. Midwestern concepts. And it, well, I was looking at all those states, and I was like, I could have a listener convention in Chicago because we got people at Michigan, we got people in Wisconsin, we got people in Minnesota. So I was like, Chicago, let's have the listener convention. We got Iowa City people. So I was like, we'll have a listener convention in Chicago. Everyone who comes gets a booth. I'm not sure why, but that seems like it would work out great. And maybe Mark Fisher could present some... Midwestern Concepts. Midwestern Concepts. What's the matter with me, listener convention? Midwestern Concepts. Email me John at hoppingworld dot com. J o h n at h o p p i n w r l d dot com. Would you come to the listener convention in Chicago? Do you want? Do you think I should? Go to your house. Should we have the listener convention at your house? Email me. If you think that we're having a listener convention right now and I'm missing it, then email me. John at HopinWorld.com. I'll give you a shout out. That's the worst that could happen. So tomorrow at Stanford, they're having this theory of the musically sublime. Let's tune up here. CCRMA the Center for Computer Research in Music and Acoustics at Stanford. They're having a lunchtime event tomorrow. The event type is a hearing seminar. Professor David Huron has made a career of studying our reactions to music. In his latest work, he describes the musical features that drive strong fear responses and why this is pleasurable most music listening is enjoyable. However, on occasion, the experience of listening to music that evokes especially strong emotions evident in music-induced tears, feeling choked up, chills, or laughter, or ASMR. The 18th century British philosopher Edmund Burke suggested that sublime emotions arise when pleasure is tinged with fear. For example, Burke suggested that the scent of awe evoked by gazing into a deep canyon depends on a muted sense of terror mixed with a feeling of delight. David Huron is an arts and humanities distinguished professor emeritus in the school of music and center for cognitive and brain sciences at the Ohio state university. He retired in 2019 and he lives in Benicia. I like this idea. Music, most music listening is enjoyable. However, And I'm like, oh yeah? However, what? Pleasure tinged with fear. He doesn't look that scary. He has a beard. He has like a quarter zip pullover um, that is light blue. And he's got a closely trimmed white beard. He wears glasses. There's no fear. But he's going to tell you about it. David Huron, A Theory of the Musically Sublime, tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. to noon in the CCRMA Courtyard. It's a hearing seminar, Pleasure Tinged with Fear. Maybe we could have him at the uh, listener convention. He could tune it up for us. I'm getting around. I'm going places. That That one is in Palo Alto. I was in Palo Alto yesterday. I had my doctor's appointment. It was cool. My wife went. I'll tell you about it. I pumped my own gas the other day, and this is a big deal. I haven't done it since July. So I got out. I pumped my own gas a couple days ago by myself. It's another one of these activities, pumping gas, where you have to stand there the whole time, right? You're You're like... Put the thing in, pump it, stand there. It's not super easy with one arm, but it's possible. So I did it. I stood there because now I can clench my abs and like glutes and I can stand there and balance, which was something it was hard to do when I was on all those anti-convulsants. My my muscle groups didn't like work together to hold things tense. And so I kind of had to lean on everything. But i not this time, I pumped my own gas, stood there the whole time. Once I stopped taking the anti-convulsants, I could stand there, but also I was able to drive again. So awesome, pumped my own gas. The other day I was looking through my phone. I know we've been talking about moving on from trigeminal neuralgia and having rhizotomy and all that seven-year journey of pain that I'm kind of transitioning out of. I found on my phone just randomly it came up when I was trying to put someone's name in. I was trying to call my friend and this thing came up and I realized I had put it in my phone during my trigeminal neuralgia experience and I wanted to just put it out here in case you need it. It might be a good idea to put it in your phone just so you have it. It's still in my phone just so I have it. It's Lifeline Crisis Chat. one 800 273-8255 five, five. So this is this is for people in crisis and people that are having any sort of mental health crisis issue they need to talk with someone it's suicide prevention lifeline crisis chat one 273 8255 put it in your phone it's in my phone So I pump gas. I can do different things now that are helping me have core stability. So I step forward and I land more naturally on my, it's like more heel toe. Whereas before I was kind of in towing. And that means like uh, when I step forward with my right leg, the, the foot would point left my toe would point inwards instead of being more natural you know you're not supposed to duck walk but you don't want to be in towing so now I'm stepping forward stronger landing more naturally and I can make my glutes flex, like I was saying, and tighten my abs. And I can do it with increasing coordination. And I can walk faster. Both the kids had soccer team photo shoots this weekend. And, I, you know, through baseball season and now soccer season, I've been going to practice and the games in my wheelchair. And for the kids' photo shoots, I walked up there. I didn't use my chair. I used my stick. And I sat on the bleachers and I hung around. And I wasn't in my wheelchair. And that was different for me. And I was happy to be able to do that. You know, I walked to the bathroom, which was over on the other side of the baseball field. So I'm kind of like, I'm walking, you know. Going to parents and interact or going to practice and interacting with parents on a different level, on a more eye to eye level. They're just looking at me like, What's going on with you? But I'm like, I'm walking. After we had the photo shoot, we piled in the car. The family piled in the car. Family vacation time. Vroom. So we piled in the car. We went to the ranch. We ate paella made over the fire. The kids roasted apples in the fire. They would, they would like impale an apple with a stick and stick that in the fire and almost light it on fire and then brush it off and then eat it. And Coco had like ash on her face. It's a weird kid ritual. They would eat it while the apple was still impaled on the stick and sometimes they would eat it and then put it back in the fire and eat it some more and put it back in the fire total weird kid ritual when you have a fire and an apple some apple trees nearby it's open season we clean the ash off Coco's face so I'm getting around i went I went to the ranch and i I didn't ride my wheelchair there last time I went to the ranch, I rode my wheelchair around there this time, I walked around there because convulsions, I'm off of all of them, and it's allowing me to balance. There are crazy side effects that I'm now without which are like it might not seem it but I'm less confused than I was before and one of the side effects of the medication I was on carbamazepine is confusion I've been walking all around I was walking around the ranch I went to the kids photo shoots I went to the meat market down on the corner. It's very close, but I hadn't been there for quite a while since July, since I started having pain. But now all that is resolving. I'm getting around. And you know where this is going. I'm trying to build up. I want to go to the KFJC staff meeting. And there are two main obstacles. One the long drive at and part of it at nighttime, and two is walking from the car to the auditorium to the station and back. And it's a college campus, so it, you know, it's a college campus on the hill. You know, the buildings are spread apart, it's a beautiful campus, but it's walking, and I got to get on top of that. So I'm building up to try and get there. The long drive, I think, not being on these medications, they made me confused, have fatigue, bad balance. So the long drive and the walk from car, both possible, more possible with less medication. So I'm building up. I went last week, this week, I went to the nursery and the library, and I walked around those places, and I picked up, I put on hold the Kenji Lopez book, The Food Lab, and it's a a six-and-a-half-pound tome, and it's kind of like... science of home cooking it's a little bit like um it's kind of related to harold mcgee on food and cooking you know discussing how potatoes get brown and crispy it's one of these giant from a scientific point of view but ending up talking about beef stew so I've been looking at that book and I've been thinking I want to make some food again. I've been cooking again. Remember last week I was in the, what I had for dinner last night journal. What did we have for dinner last night? Tuna pasta. John John had soccer practice so we were out there until seven o'clock or so. And we had tuna pasta. We make tuna pasta pretty simply. We get one of those jars with the tuna in oil and like make golden some garlic, sliced garlic, and then throw in a a can of whole peeled, like San Marzano kind. Yeah, the 32-ounce can of San Marzano's. Drain them and throw them in there with the um, golden garlic, throw in the tomatoes, warm them up, and then toss in the whole jar of the tuna with the oil and everything. Have that with pasta, that's tuna pasta. We had that last night. We had to make something quick after soccer practice. I'm interested in walking at the market this weekend. I've been riding my chair at the market for a while. I'm interested in going to the Castro Valley market cause it's a little mellower than the Bayfair farmer's market which is in the parking lot of the mall and the Castro Valley one is in the BART parking lot. In Castro Valley, it's kinda a little mellower. So I kind of am interested to walk there. I got to build up, you know, Been going to the library, going to the nursery, because I got to replant my this orchid plant that I have here. It needs to get potted up and you know, I got to do some work with the plants. I'm starting to come awake and come alive. Got to make some other things come awake and come alive plants. So carbamazepine has side effects, dizziness, thinking abnormal, difficulty speaking, uncontrollable shaking, constipation, dry mouth. Some side effects can be serious, confusion, vision changes, fatigue, difficulty swallowing. So carbamazepine... That was bad. Bad news. I was confused. Like you know, like what does Doctor Dre says? Brain damage on the mic. Don't manage. And I always think about that. Like I'm always trying to keep it together on the mic, and so being so confused, it was hard to string my thoughts together. It reminds me of the song Let Him Roll by Guy Clark. He says, he's a wino, tried and true, done everything there is to do. He worked on freighters, worked in bars, worked on farms, and he worked on cars. It was white port that put that look in his eye, that grown men get when they need to cry. And he sat down on the curb to rest, and his head just fell down on his chest. He said, "Every single day it gets a little bit harder to handle, and yet..." And he lost the thread, and his mind got cluttered, and the world and the words just rolled off down the gutter. So I, I remember hearing that let him roll by Gar Clark and thinking about that words rolling down the gutter. I'm glad to be free of that anti Made me confused. So yeah, I'm not a doctor. I went to the doctor's yesterday my wife and I went to Palo Alto I was telling you about that met with my doctor and I was happy to be like I'm off all of these anti-convulsants and she was like when did that happen and I was like since a month ago and it's really changing my life and it was a good meeting she kind of talked about How because I'm on rituximab, she was kind of saying it's likely that you're immune suppressed and and no, you won't have a vaccine reaction. So she kind of was like, you could get vaccinated if you wanted to make yourself feel better. But um, people like you who've been on immune suppressants so long, they could be off them for an entire year and their B cells don't recover. So that means like you're not going to have a reaction to the vaccine and more or less that I could get vaccinated, but that she thought it probably would never happen or wouldn't wouldn't matter. I could get vaccinated, but my immune suppressed system won't react to the vaccination. And she pivoted to talking about how, because I was on rituximab, I probably never would have an MS relapse again. So, and she didn't say as much, but a little bit, she kind of refocused the discussion into something totally else, but that I am happy for so it's like yeah I can't get vaccinated and have my immune system make a response to the vaccine but not going to have an MS relapse I'm not sure if that was bad or good I don't really know I know that once you stick your food in the fire and eat it you probably shouldn't take a break halfway through and stick it in the fire again it's what's the matter with me podcast. Don't forget about the protest grim reapers, and I'll be with you next week. Geographical shout out: thirty-two states. I'm in all different states, different phases, phase change, paradigm shift. Thirty-two states. What's the matter with me? Thank you for tuning in. You can find past episodes at org, And wherever you listen to podcasts, go to org and subscribe and go get the selfie, which I'm about to take right now. Hold on, I'll just take it right now. And it works. This is a good thing. This is a good thing. Yeah, selfie. Collect the selfie, man. You never know. It's like an NFT, I think. That's what I heard. Collect the selfies and put them in your digital asset vault. Put this in your digital asset vault. Be with your concept.